Let's roll. We're, We're gonna get sued by the. Um, what? Uh, well, didn't they, uh, they trademark that or something? Let's roll. From the nine eleven, the families what? of the people that were on the plane that crashed in Pennsylvania. Uh huh. They trademarked or copied had that term copyrighted. Let's roll. Yeah, because apparently it's what they said right before. when they were gonna rush, like rush the oh. terrorists. I don't know. I don't know anything about that. They them. tried to at least. Sure. Real weird start out in the <laughs> podcast, guys. Sorry. As, as per usual, Sorry, starting I've been watching off, a lot of YouTube. Starting <laughs> off with a nine eleven anecdote. <laughs> which you know we could follow up with that report out of Europe that just came out this month that says that it was a controlled demolition. <laughs> I mean, but that'd just be right. science saying that. <laughs> so it's not the U.S. government. Yeah, so don't worry about I'm, it. This isn't a science podcast. What you well, that's, you know, let's just get Bill some Nye. shit I'm out of the way. I'm not and you're not Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> yeah, let's just get some shit right out of the way, first and foremost. This is not a science podcast. <laughs> we, okay, we may talk... If we make recommendations of things you should do scientifically, they don't have any merit. Right. And you or, I mean, <laughs> Right. And I would just, I would maybe go so far as to say that all recommendations made on this podcast are anecdotal. And should not be followed. No, no, no. They should totally be followed. But I'm not saying, like, we're not out here doing double-blind right. studies. Right. we haven't empirically tested right. anything that we it's do. It's all anecdotal. It's all what our, you know, brains can cobble together based on conversations we've had before. Straight-up gut feelings. Hey, man, your gut... If I could know, it's... <laughs> no, it does. There's a, uh, there's like a, uh... fuck. You know, this is the problem with reading a guy like Michael Crichton, right? Okay. Is that he's really fucking smart? Yeah. And he does a lot of research for his books. Right. But you totally know he's still cherry picking shit and not totally accurately representing the scientific <laughs> data. Right. So you read one of his books. And he presents this part of the book with a theory in it where the character is explaining the theory. And then they're like, <coughs> on the bottom of the page, there's a fucking reference. And it goes to the bibliography, and there's a study, and you can go fucking read the study. But you're not going to read the fucking study. No. So it's like, I remember him talking about in a book where they were saying, like, if you write down a true statement or a false statement, and you put it in an envelope, right? And you give it to someone and you have them hold it in their hand with their arm fully extended at a 90 degree angle. Like, um. <coughs> that if it's true, if it's a true statement, when you press down on their arm from like outside by their wrist, their ability to resist the pressure is greater than if it's a false statement. And somehow <laughs> your body just like inherently can sense truth. Wow. Right? And so I fucking totally believe that. But again, like we're saying, <laughs> this is not empirical. Right. Okay? We did not do a study <laughs> where we, like, tried to, you know, put words in. Like, we don't, like, we pay our rent with cashier's checks, okay? We don't have <laughs> spare envelopes to go stuffing <laughs> with words, guys. Yeah, that's expensive. <clears throat> yeah. And I mean, really, you can pay your rent with a cashier's check for ten months. Before you'd even cross into what a box of checks costs. <laughs> How do I know that? Because that's what I do. I don't like checks. Well, 
I don't like checks at all. I do all. money orders for rent. I've done it for years because yeah, it takes every landlord I've ever had. It takes them weeks uh, to, to cash the check, to send the check in, even though they want it by what, what like the first. Yeah, otherwise, let's just like, say they can find you like, if you don't get it there by the fifth. Right. Right. But it takes them weeks to like deposit the check. I fucking hate so that then, shit. Like, I've gotten in trouble. I got in trouble twice because of it. Oh, because you trouble. thought you had a ton of not money. Not trouble, but I, like, right. yeah. Yeah. Oh, I cannot stand that nonsense, dude. Yeah, so I just started So secretly that. I've been doing it smart. So that's a recommendation to the listeners. That's a great recommendation. If you're bad with money like I am, <laughs> then pay that shit with a cashier's check. You know, or money yeah. order. Like, whatever the difference is. Right. I think, can't one of them be voided? And the other one, it's just like, sorry, bro. Yeah, the cashier's check can... Be voided? Yeah. Yeah, I always do that one. Because I'm like, I've lost the check before (laughs) for a couple days. I found it again, thank God. But I was like, well, fuck, I guess I'm paying rent twice this month. (laughs) And probably a late fee, because I know my landlord's cool as shit, but, you know, half a month is still worth 50 bucks to him. Right. You know? Like, he's not going to get mad, but I'm not going to be like, Hey, bro, um, here's my rent on the 15th or 16th, and it's just the amount that we talked about before. <laughs> it is only the previously discussed amount. And uh, that is all. Thank you. <laughs> oh, jeez, man. Well, fall's really fallen, bro. Yeah. It's time. Nice, cool nights. It's time. It's time. It's gonna be harvest the weed time next the leaves, weekend. The leaves are in obsession. Obsession. Is that what abs- it's called? Ab- obsessence. What? Is that where they turn it's colors? The, it's the process, yeah, of them turning colors, extracting what nutrients are left. And then do they store it in the trunk? Usually the roots. Really? Yeah. So, so the green. So when the green leaf, when it. Right. Like, that is basically nutrients leaving the leaf going down into the root system. And they just hang out in the the root system? The color left over is, like, uh, toxins and built up. Really? Yeah. And it actually, the process actually starts uh, in summer solstice when the days start getting shorter. Well, right, I'm sure it just begins naturally. Yeah. But... I think it really kicks into hard, heavy gear uh, about last week. Right. That's when we start to notice it. Well, I, and I only say that because last week was about when the the light cycle dropped to 12 hours. Right. At least the direct light cycle. Not like the, the pre-dawn and up, but like when right. the sun is actually up. Right. We've now dropped below 12 hours. You can fucking see it at the farm, dude. The nuggets, like... It's like someone, like, sent them a letter that was like, Hey, you know, you should just get fat right now. <laughs> and they were like, oh, you mean right now? And they're like, yeah, dude, like, get on that shit. You yeah. don't have as much time as you think you do. And they were like... Yeah, rent's due on the 5th. Right. And they were like, oh, shit, we should stack paper, dude. <laughs> and they fucking been going crazy where it's like every day you come out and another plant's just like what when did you get huge what 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 and then there's also a bunch of real sadness too oh because and the ones that aren't 
No, from mice. Uh-oh. Mice and pocket gophers. Mm. Uh, they well, this is the thing: is last year they didn't get us at fucking all. It's because they didn't learn that you were there yet. I think that might honestly have been what it was. Yeah. Like we had a little, but this year they were like, "Well, hey, remember last year when there was an oasis out here?" Yeah. It's like. <laughs> right. It's like when it's like when somebody finds the new bar for the first time. Mm-hmm. There's not really anyone there, so they're like, well, I don't know, maybe we'll come back when the service is better. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know, but uh, they, there's whole sections of the property, not like, like quarters of it, but there's like rows, little rows that just got fucking decimated. That sucks. Yeah, it really sucks. And, uh... It sucks doubly because essentially what that means is like the already super labor intensive process of growing outdoor weed, we get to add a whole new step to. Hooray! <laughs> so it wasn't enough to like dig all the holes and plant the plants and trim them up and stake them and get them caged up or supported. No, none of that is enough work. <laughs> Now let's add the fact that you gotta wrap them in fucking metal flashing. <laughs> to keep it off. Yeah, to keep the fucking mice off of them. And, like, be out there on, like, gopher destruction patrol. Because gophers are a whole fucking other thing, you know yeah. what I mean? They're not eating up... Like, the mice are chewing up the bark, essentially, right. on the on the lower parts of the stalks. Mm-hmm. And that's causing the plants to go into shock and then die. Right. Whereas the gophers are just eating the root system. Mm-hmm. And they even... I think they might have fucking ate up through one of the plastic containers. Because we had this one plant on the back of the shop that was looking great. Looking great. Looking great. And then all of a sudden I came out one day and I was like, this thing looks like it got fucking hit in the face. <laughs> like it looked like super limp like it hadn't been watered in three days. Or four days of bright sun, but the pot was very clearly moist. And I was like, what the fuck? And I came back the next day and it was like, dead, dead, dead. And I went to go touch around the root area, mm. and it just gave. <laughs> and when I pulled the, the, when I went to go pull the fucker out, like, like an inch below the soil level, there was just nothing left. Like, nothing came up fuck. with it. So I think there might have been a gopher in there, or somehow it crawled up, or... Yeah. The worst case of root rot ever, but that doesn't make sense given how healthy the plant was looking yeah. before that. So, uh, not to get all shop talky with yeah. you guys, but. Papo, come on. Come on, Papo. Come on, Papo. You're the mascot for the podcast. Come on, come on. You guys, this is what it's like when you live in a home with a dog that has no teeth. He likes to sit on the porch. And just yell. He's just yelling at things. He's just, I mean... He's, he's a tough guy. Right. What, do you think you're some kind of a tough guy? You weigh eight pounds. No, I doubt that. Okay, you weigh six pounds. <laughs> My cat could literally beat you up. You don't have any teeth. And that's the other thing. You got no fucking teeth. So I don't... Your I, bite has no bark. Yeah. Right? Sure. Something like that. Right. Same difference. 
Oh, boy. Well, um, I'm lining up some guests for the podcast for the next couple weeks. Oh, cool. Because we've been falling behind on that. Yeah, we're... But, uh, you know, frankly, I'm not that worried about it. No. Because I think the real reason people come here is for us. Yeah. We're clearly the stars. (laughs) And second of all... That's what happens when you make your own show. Yeah, that's true. That's true. (laughs) And second of all, I don't want to put anybody on blast out there, but it's really... It appears to be much more of an acquired skill to talk in a podcast setting (laughs) than we ever thought it was going to be. You know what I mean? Like, uh, there's... There's just, like, something about seeing the microphone slash the phone, and you know what I mean? It might probably have something to do with our faces. I don't think it does, man, because, like, (laughs) we have good conversations with these people when they're not being recorded, but as soon as you hit, as soon as you hit the red circle. Yeah, dude. It's like... I don't know what you're... Okay, so the reason that... Maybe we're, we, sh- we should just start doing it like a... Like a Fox interview. Where we just immediately attack them verbally. Oh, I agree. And then all they... They don't have a choice. They have to defend themselves. Okay, I love it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> we'll be realized before they come over. I think, like, the whole thing I get tripped up on is, like... Obviously, we all have a couple thoughts here and there that maybe aren't super good for everyone else to know about. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're maybe not share-worthy thoughts. Right. We've all got a couple of those. Yeah. That's fine. That's being a human being. But, you know, <clears throat> minus the, the, the few that everybody is given, like... <laughs> How much shit do you need to talk or weird shit do you need to talk about that like because it's being recorded now you have to change what you're talking about like <laughs> I'm just like what kind of life are you leaving or living where like well fuck if people are seeing me do it I oh no <laughs> oh no I mean don't get me wrong like I'm saying we all do a couple things here and there we're not proud of Right. But, you know, they they usually get fewer and further between as we get older. Right. Like, I think we're comfortable with it because we've had people see or hear us do things that are much, much worse than could ever happen on the podcast. Oh, you know, that's a really good point. Like. That's a good way to walk a mile in someone else's shoes, Casey. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm not... No, I agree. The level of embarrassment that I'm... It would take a that lot. That I get to, yeah. It would take... I imagine for you it would take quite a bit. I mean, I guess people rightly or wrongly presume that we're less easy, less easily embarrassed because we're performers. Right. But, like, um... I got some hot points. I just Maybe think not, I, I just think that people really underestimate how sensitive people are just because they manage to get up on stage somewhere. <laughs> like like 
I get that for most people in America, public speaking is terrifying. Right. And indeed, in general, public speaking is terrifying. Yeah. Public speaking and doing comedy are similar in the fact that they have audiences. Right. You know, but like, there's, there's not a, it's not the same exact thing. You know what I mean? It's not like giving a speech to a group of people at a business. Where you're like, this has got to be dry and factual. Right. And then I'll have right. to answer questions. Like, you and know, doing... potentially co- cost everyone a lot of money. Right, exactly, if I fuck <laughs> up this speech. Whereas, like, in comedy, if you fuck it up, really, usually the only person you're hurting is yourself. Or if you've made it to a point where someone's booked you and a crowd is depending on you to entertain right. them. You know, but a lot of times it sounds like those are the breaks <laughs> and or if you do that bad the club will just fire you right and they'll make the feature the headliner for the next show <laughs> and then you've learned a valuable lesson which was that get your fucking shit together tom brady doom doom I just like to make fun of tom brady yeah yeah he's a pitcher no he's a he's a footballer <laughs> he plays pitcher but in football okay uh-huh Got a mean curve, that guy. Yes, he does. Yeah. He throws a mean pig curve. <laughs> he curves the pig skin because he deflates it. He deflates the he ball. Defla- That's how he gets his... Mm-hmm. That's how he gets such wicked <laughs> snap on his breaking ball. That's what all the cornerbacks don't... They have a real hard time intercepting him because he's got a mean breaking ball. <laughs> don't let him throw that change Don't up. let him do it. Um... Well, that's a perfect time to segue into talking about the whiskey. Yeah, are you enjoying the mix? You know, I am enjoying this. Because this is another one of our classic go-tos. Yeah, it's kind of the celebration of the end of summer. Yeah. A little... We're drinking Seagram's uh, VO. And VO means... is V is... Very... V is a Roman numeral five. Uh-huh. That means it's five dollars more than, <laughs> than regular Seagrams. <laughs> Touche. It probably is. It probably is. <clears throat> I remember, uh, well, when we're drinking it with lemonade. Yeah. Which I like. I'm a fan of lemonade and whiskey. Yeah. I like a bourbon, though, too. Right. What is it about bourbon that gives you so much more of a warm sensation as it goes down? Do you know what I mean? Or is that just me? Maybe? Uh, I find that bourbon, do you think it's the extra oak? The it's charred ex- oak, maybe? It's extra oak, I think that also the... The corn? The corn. Like, I think it goes, as those sugars break down, they do something... Like a little different. The alcohol's a little different when it... Oh, for like, sure, I'll buy that. Process. Okay, okay. Again, this is not a science podcast. (laughs) Okay? Neither of us have ever made whiskey. No. No. The closest I've ever come to making whiskey was trying to facilitate barrels to someone who was making his own whiskey. Ah. Um, I used to know a dude in Pullman who makes wine down there. Mm Mm-hmm. It's really good, too. But he was like a chemistry major from high school or college rather and started just making wine in his spare time then people are like hey bro you should do that (laughs) and so he does now but like 
He... I remember him once, like, just leaving the chemical, like, like, the, you know how they show you those pictures and that's what the chemical, like, looks like? Oh, like, like the, di- the diagram of the Of the molecule? molecule, yeah. He drew in chalk the one for LSD mm-hmm. on, like, the parking lot <laughs> of the building where we all worked, because we all shared a building. And I just remember coming in one day and seeing it on the ground and not knowing, and being like, the fuck is that? And he goes, it's acid, bro. <laughs> and I was like, this guy's pretty cool, huh? <laughs> this guy's pretty cool. He's got it going on. He said he knew how to make it, which I was yeah. like, what? Because it's really hard to make. It's not like... Yeah, don't you have to like extract the... Is it a yeast? It's um, a bacteria. It is a mold. A mold. Or a fungal growth on okay. ergot. Or is yeah. an ergot that grows on rye? Is ergot a kind of fungus? <laughs> See, this is the kind of non-scientific well, talk first, that you can look forward what to. What came first, the, the rye or the ergot? No one knows. The rye came first, and I think the ergot develops on the rye. But basically, like, you can grow rye in most places in the world. Right. Right? But what you have to do to get the, the good shit on it is, like, you don't harvest it, and you essentially let it get molt, like, PM. Right. Which is powdery mildew. You basically like let it get too ripe and then rot right. on the branch, so to speak, or the stalk or whatever you would do for a rye, which is like a grass. Right. You know what I mean? Like you let it rot there, and then the mold that grows up on there, you can take that and derive acid from it if you get the correct mold. If you get the right ergot. Right, and that's you know like what would happen back in the day mm-hmm. in Europe where they'd have these big stores of grain somewhere. Little moisture would get into it, mm-hmm. it'd mold out, and then the whole town mm-hmm. would like fucking. The laughing plug. Exactly, oh. dude. Which uh, is hilarious to me, the concept <laughs> of the whole town just tripping on acid for like one good hard night. <laughs> Which totally like makes me feel not as all, like not at bad as all as I would have like otherwise. Because like. I wonder if they figured it out back then no if they were like wait if I had the bread and you had the bread too I don't think those people figured one, that out the only one that didn't eat the bread was Jason was Jason, Jason watching didn't eat the, the sheep bread. in the hills <laughs> that and, night and he said he didn't see he, the giants yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know that's how that that's gotta be how that big rock Formation was made of the giant in the hillside. <laughs> the whole town's just fucked well, up on acid. So, like, the crazy thing about hallucinogenic drugs are, like, not only is there a really long history of us using them mm-hmm. as a species, but there's uh That's how they explain um, how Stonehenge was built, too. Tripping on mushrooms? Those guys, had, those guys had some kind of PCP, so they had, they had like, superhuman strength. Yeah, they were just and carrying they're those just stones. <laughs> they threw them. They threw them up. Yeah, they just <laughs> threw them from their shoulders. They just like, fuck that stone. No, uh... <clears throat> like, um... There's a weird theory out there 
that I like, because clearly this is my wheelhouse, <laughs> right? <laughs> but some people will resist this, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. But it, it goes something to the effect of <clears throat> that a big part of what caused us to transition over from just like non-sentient apes into like thinking learning apes was like foraging accidentally repeatedly eat, eat on berry. Eat, yeah dude was tripping out and like hallucinating <laughs> and our brains were so much further developed than like a bear's brain like we had monkey brains you know what I mean Yeah. and the monkey brain was like pretty fucking advanced and so when the monkey brain ate mushrooms, it was like, wait a fucking second. <laughs> I didn't got to do it like this what, at all. What if I didn't just scream? What if <clears throat> my screams made sense? Yeah, what if I screamed and moved my tongue? <laughs> oh, we are cooking with gas just, tonight, Fuck. Oh, lame. fuck. It's... Fuck, that's your name. You're fuck. <laughs> yes. Fuck yeah. Give me some more of those mushrooms. Mush- mushrooms. Those are fucking... <laughs> Give me some more of those. <laughs> Obviously, it wasn't the like beginning that. of the process. Of them just laying on the ground, and they start moving their tongue and making noise. So just like ah la la la, la. Yeah. yeah, that it's like somebody had to eat the first tomato. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like right. for a long time, European people thought they were poisonous because they're from the nightshade family, which I know you know. Yeah, that's some more science for you. They're also brought from the, South America. the Americas. Yeah. Where didn't they eat them? Yeah. Down there, indigenous people were like, "Yeah, these are great." Yeah. Go ahead, and then the Europeans were like, "They were genetically modifying uh, food." I don't know. <laughs> the the South Americans? Yeah. Fuck yeah, they were. This is the Born, thing. Man. No one wants to admit to like. Okay, like we've been modifying the genetic structure of food for a long time. Yeah. And I get that the point that people are making is that what they're objecting to is. Just a straight injection of code into the genome of the plant. I totally get that. But to think that corn and wheat are both grasses that were just cultivated differently by humans. Like, come on, guys. There's a documentary about... It was like the early 80s, I think. Okay. When a blight was hitting corn crops around the world. And okay. It was like almost a crisis situation. Like they were projecting no more corn. massive amounts of hunger and starvation yeah. because of oh, it. Oh sure. So all these scientists like took all their energy off of what they were doing and tried to find the original like corn plant. And then everybody thought it was extinct. And then it was like some it's outside some village in Mexico, just hanging out. Some grad student was like, they were there on that mission. And some grad student wandered into the hills and like found this plant, and it ended up being like one Maze. that still had the resistance to the the blight. Yeah, yeah. And then they just crossbred it. Fuck, man! <clears throat> if they cared enough about bananas, they'd be doing that right now. They might be. I don't think they are. <laughs> um. <clears throat> well, I take that back. They are looking for resistance ones. Right. But we're in the midst of a second great banana blight right now. Oh, no. Right? What tripped me out about learning about this was that... You know that really weird banana flavor? The artificial bananas oh, shit like tastes like? Oh, like a jelly bean? 
Yeah, banana jelly bean or 99 bananas liqueur or <laughs> banana Laffy Taffy or all that shit. Yeah. And we eat it right now and we're like, this is the grossest, most fucking artificial, gross taste in the whole goddamn world. What? Who thinks this tastes like a banana? <laughs> Who is the asshole? Get them out in front of me right now. It's actually the original banana. Yes, it's the original <laughs> domestic production banana that was that was subject to a blight in like the late 30s or something. And so like that whole banana, basically the entire species died. So they just synthesized the... So they were just like, yeah, but they were just like, well, no, they already had candies. So like when you would eat a banana, you'd be like, that's a banana. Then you'd eat the candy, you'd be like, yeah, that's also a banana. <laughs> And then that kind of banana got a blight worldwide and basically died. Man. And so the one, like, the banana, the one that we grew up with cutting onto our Wheaties or whatever, your cornflakes or whatever, you know what I mean? The Chiquita. Yeah. That banana is now in the same current process of a worldwide blight where, like, its days are numbered. They have no idea how to stop the blight, so they're just like, we gotta find a new banana. (laughs) It turns out, like, we're fucked because there's a bunch of really incredibly delicious bananas, but they're all susceptible to the blight. And there's a bunch of like God super shitty starch ass potatoes, basically plantains, like gross ass, not sweet ones. Yeah. And those fuckers couldn't give two shits about that blight. <laughs> so they're like gonna have to breed up some new like hybrid. Dude, just imagine the future generations possibly not having bananas. Oh my god. I would be like, so happy. How are they going to I would be how they so teach happy. Kids, how are they going to teach kids how to use a condom? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. What cucumbers are, make you feel inadequate. Right, and what are poor people going to freeze and use as dildos? The carrot is just ridiculous. You're right. No one's penis is tapered down to a point. <laughs> or starts from a small point and goes out to a weird bulb. <laughs> And it, it, makes, it makes six different 90 degree turns. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's true too. A carrot can get pretty fucking weird. Some of them are purple, which. Well. <laughs> that happened to my roommate in college. Is Dick, is Dick turned purple? Yeah. Did he blow a blood vessel or something? He got an erection. I don't remember what he was doing, but I wasn't there. Yeah. And. His, you know, he got his erection. So you're saying it wasn't your fault. Wasn't my fault. <laughs> so he gets an erection, and he's trying to treat the erection, right? Yeah. And I think he successfully treats the erection. And normally, once you treat the erection, the erection starts to recede. Okay. You know what I mean? Because yeah. that little skin flap right. moves, and then the blood can get out of the spongy wiener. Right. But his didn't detach. And his body was like, that dick's not hard enough. Get some more blood in there. So his dick just kept swelling to the point where like it like was blood was coming out of it and shit. When I, got, when I came home from class that day, there was blood all over the bathroom. And he was not home. He had to go to the hospital. I'm not going to say his name because he'd be yeah, super yeah, bummed. He'd be super bummed. He's not going to hear this. No fucking way he's going to hear this. But... It was like the one of the most terrifying, like, ne- walking into a bloody room not knowing that you're right. walking into a blood, that's just a weird feeling. Yeah, and then you find out that it's... Because his dick, like, <laughs> broke and just kept getting more and more erect to the point where it was like, I'm going to literally burst, bro. 
And so he had to, like, call an ambulance and shit. Oh, man. And they rushed him to student health. <laughs> Where they successfully treated him, thankfully. I wonder, but, but I wonder what they do for that. I think they, they can just relieve the blood. I think they can just literally, I think you could, like, uh, poke it and just shh, drain the blood out. Just uh, drain it. Well, no, just enough right, to, like, release still, the pressure. Still your penis. Dude. <laughs> Whatever, man. At the point where it's about to burst on the scene. Right, I know. I'm but... saying cut it open and let it out. But they probably had, like, a nice tube and hit a vein or something. It's a, it's it's a like... good thing you didn't show up earlier and go, dude, just cut it open. <laughs> <laughs> True story. So anyway, I also think that uh, bourbon gets that warming feeling. Because they char the inside of most of the barrels. Right. Now, <laughs> is that a... That's like a uniform thing with bourbon is a charred barrel? Yeah, I believe so. Okay. Yeah. Unless it's like... Is like Jack Daniels, do they do it like extra or something? Because I've always felt like that whiskey tastes extra shitty charry. Oh. It's like too charry, or maybe it's like too aggressively oaky for me. Right. Um... Plus the kind of people that drink it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it it is the Dave Matthews band of whiskey. In that we've never had it on really this podcast. Really popular, but for almost no reason. No, honestly, a decent product. <laughs> and if it wasn't for the people that liked it, I'd probably like it too. Right. But I cannot fucking stand fans of either of those things. And and I'm just happy I can't distill Jack Daniels the same way I potentially possess the ability to play Dave Matthews on the guitar. <laughs> because one of the things I purposely never did was I never learned a Dave Matthews song. Just so I could always be like, sorry, man. Oh, well, you, no, need a whole, you need a, like a whole orchestra. No, you can play Crash on the guitar, and it sounds pretty... Fine. So you'll, people know what you're up to. Right. They're not, you know, you're not putting a fast one. But they're mad because you're playing a Dave Matthews song. No, they're usually stoked. <laughs> Honestly, most people are thrilled about it. And I'm not even upset about it. Like, if someone else wants to play a Dave Matthews song, that's great. But it's the dude who gets, who's like, would you play guitar, bro? Oh, dude, do you know any, like, Crash? You know, like, Crash by Dave Matthews, bro? Or what about, like, do you know, like, Diamonds on the Inside by Ben Harper? <laughs> like, those dudes make me want to, like, fucking take the guitar and smash it on their head. Because it's it's something about them. Just, I, I think everybody... If, if we live in an age of trigger warnings, like, I want to be warned when there are Dave Matthews Band fans around. <laughs> okay? That fucking triggers me. Well, I think it's, like... That they they stayed in like a stasis of development. The band? Like, no. Or like, the fans? The fans. Yeah. Like you, I mean, you hear Dave Matthews when you're like. There a lot was of a, people heard Dave Matthews at a certain age. There was a time period where it and was a lot of people didn't move past it. Agreed. And didn't For, like didn't even listen to any other bands, but. Dave Matthews or yeah. anyone that would tour with them, basically. 
Yeah, and a huge part of the issue for me also was um, where I worked. Oh. I worked at the 2-7, and one of the bartenders there, this dude named Charlie, he would come in, and every fucking day he worked, he'd start his shift off with two... He had five different ones, but he picked two of the these live Dave Matthews albums he had. And that was the first three or four hours of every day that Charlie worked. He'd play the <laughs> fucking same shit. Two random Dave Matthews live albums. And then we would launch into a Minus the Bear marathon because their bassist was his cousin. And I like that band, so I'm bummed he ruined them for me. <laughs> and then... Every night when we cleaned, the manager would make a... Either the manager or the Russians would want to listen to fucking Cold Cold War Kids. <laughs> and I liked that shit, but I just heard it so much that I was like, guys, come on. We are closing the kitchen. Like... I had a Cold War Kids phase for a minute. They're great. They are a great band, and I would have, I would still love them to this day if I hadn't just had it rammed down my throat. Because the difference was, when he played Dave Matthews, I could go over to the fucking volume control in the kitchen and turn our speakers off, and no one gave a shit. Everyone was like, thank you. Thank you. Because we'd rather have... Yeah, they loved that shit. So, as soon as that shit came on... Every day? Every day. Dude, every I know that's not really how it sounds, but you know what I'm fucking saying. Like yeah. that, like I love that song, but like you would just get cranked right at that moment, and I would be like, "Papa, Papa, you shut your goddamn Josh, mouth!" Josh made a fart noise. Calm down. Anyway, so uh, that's about all I have to say about that. That's all I got to say about About Cold War kids. Cold War kids. I'm really glad I'm smoking some weed. Yeah? Yeah. Um, Did you run out or something? No, but I flirt with this thing that I hate with weed. Which is, there's... So, there's stoners have different flavors mm-hmm. just like everybody like all all stereotypes have subgenres you know what like i mean there's some stoners that love dave matthews right and some that fucking hate it <laughs> there's some dudes that all they want to do is like smoke a couple fat bong loads and then go work on their truck <laughs> and there's some dudes that don't ever want to work on a truck ever in their life i don't want to work at all right <laughs> exactly but like um One of the worst parts about serious stoners is is that they get to a point where if they're not high, then they're irritable. Oh. And that, that is... happens to you? Yeah. <laughs> Imagine, right? I haven't seen it. Nope, never. <laughs> and, in, and in that sense, it's just like smoking cigarettes, right? You got one to spare? Yeah, if right. I can get it out. Um... And so we're talking about bananas, by the way. <laughs> Gross. And so the more weed you smoke, right, the higher your level is to get high, then the like that's just what it takes to, so you're not cranky. Right. And at the farm, we smoke a ton of weed. 
You know what I mean? Like, because that's just what we do. <laughs> and when I'm not at the farm, I don't smoke that much weed. You know what I mean? So, when I'm not at the farm, like on my weekends, right? I smoke just what I would consider a regular amount of weed. And I'm like, still not relaxed an hour after it. Like, during the first little bit, I'm totally fine. I feel really great right now. But on my way from my parents' house to my house to drop off my uh, laundry. A lot of... A lot of profanity, dude. A lot of Thank you, yeah, dude. A lot of feelings. <laughs> I was doing pretty good. Pretty good. Um, until most of the way down high drive. And then this dude was like, you know, I've been going 38 the whole time, but I want to go 30. Oh, man. That infuriates me. Because I'm like, look, you already committed yeah. to a certain level of breaking the law. Right. And I was here to witness it. So now we're in this together, okay? You might as well have held my hand while I stabbed the knife into that guy's chest. We are complicit in this event. And so for you to all of a sudden grow a conscience, yeah. I'm like, dude, yeah. fuck. Get over yourself. Get the fuck over yourself. You had places to go a second ago. Yeah. And I was like, yes, I have places to go too. Let's keep it going. I was giving you your space. And now all of a sudden you're like, well, hold on. <laughs> so this dude went from driving 45 down high drive, down the part where it's like the park, like the, once you get past the fancy houses and you're headed down the hill, mm-hmm. but there's still no houses on the left yet. There's like that little running park on the right. Yeah. He was going 45 down that. And then... As soon as we nose down the steep part of the hill, like we're coming to 16th, he's like 32. Well, maybe he knew there's, they do set up a speed trap. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> then don't drive 45 in the other spot, dude. Right. Just drive 38 like you were. And don't <laughs> fuck with me and tell me that all of a sudden I can see gold and victory and then you're just going to take it from me. Like, fuck you, asshole. So then all of a sudden he wants to drive 28 down Maple right before the highway and shit and I have to like blow past him and I get in and I'm about to pass first press Mm. and there's a red light okay no problem and one of the things in Spokane we really fucking struggle with is uh, changing lanes I mean changing lanes is that okay perfect that's a different thing but yes we are turning lane to lane Turning lane to lane. Yeah. <laughs> so these people are by first press off the highway yeah, exit. That spot is notorious. Right, and they're turning way over. And not only they're doing it, they're doing it while my light is green. Mm-hmm. So this lady jams the fuck in front of me on an illegal turn on a red light. Yeah. And so I'm like, fuck you. I do the same thing I do every time that happens. Because there's a red light in front of us. I go and I get as close to her bumper as humanly <laughs> fucking possible. And I can see her in her rear view looking at me and going, what are you doing? And I lost my shit. And I was like, fuck you, bitch. You don't get to fucking make an illegal fucking turn. And then fucking see, you dumb fucking cunt. I can't fucking... And she's like, she's making the the talking, mocking noise into her rear view window. So I roll my window down. I'm like, get the fuck out of the car, you dirty bitch. Get the fuck out. You want to make a talking function at me. And then, like, of course, we make the same turns. And then, like, I'm like, 
just fucking go into Brown's. Fucking go into Brown's edition. I'm not going to follow you, but if you go into Brown's edition, I might. And she did. She went out Sunset Hill. And I was like, I should smoke some weed. <laughs> like, fuck, dude, that was really out of character for me. Like, holy shit. That was not worth getting that well, upset about. I get, I get pissed at that, every, at that shit because it's like... Because it's completely unsafe. It is. Dude. And it's like... And it's always like, they gotta jam themselves yeah, so that they're... It's the most selfish fucking thing. Right. put like four of their cars, carloads of people's lives in danger just so you can like make a light. Right. Illegal. Like, yeah. And then it's like, dude, when especially when they're still hanging out and they haven't even completed the turn, yeah. I get right the fuck in <laughs> on where I'm like, you cannot, you, you need to complete the exact turn you're making or you will hit my car. <laughs> That is what's happening right now. And I can see there. They're like, what are you doing? And like, I get it. I totally, I, I fucking totally get that I'm being a prick. Okay? I totally get that. But if if what it takes is me having to die lonely and like with no family for there to be one person that tries to keep people fucking accountable... For their shitty behavior, then I'm fine with that. I will die alone tomorrow. I don't fucking care. Okay? But, like, somebody has to be the asshole that's like, you're doing that wrong. You don't just get to do whatever the fuck you want. Just because the police aren't yeah, here to give you a citation. In, we're on this together. Okay? Right? Like, and I do know that I am not karma's instrument. Like, yeah. I don't get to choose who I discipline. Oh. You know what I mean? You like, should read the book Traffic. Okay, I probably should. But <laughs> it's, like, a, it's like a nonfiction, and the guy goes into the science of why traffic happens. Oh. Like, he, he tries to answer the question of, like, why is the freeway backed up? Because people don't know how to fucking merge. Speed. Right. And then he, like... He looks at research I, that I, uh, he looks at like ants. Like ants can move more efficiently than humans. Oh, by far. Because they know the rules, and everyone fought like all the ants follow the rules. Right. And no it's our like our like level of intelligence where we have that this like, ego. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're like, oh, <laughs> well, I know I should be leaving this much space yeah, but between. It's like, but it's it's intelligence that gets us there, but it's also stupidity because we can't think far enough to go. Oh, if I actually let that person in, we'll all get there quicker. Way together. faster. <laughs> way faster, dude. It's just so depressing yeah. when you just see rubber band traffic where you're like, this is just rubber banding based yeah. on one person who turned, who made, who shoved themselves into a spot where they didn't fit. So then that person's backing up to give them space. And then that's causing these other people to back up. And then this guy can't make, like, and it just compounds. And like, you you always want to drive by it and see the fucking accident. I can like that was the thing in Seattle that like used yeah. to drive me nuts. There's never was, an accident that happened. There's never an accident. Like one in eighty times there'd be like a car broke down or a fender right. bender, but there was never like bodies on the road and they're pushing the traffic to one lane and then back out. Right. Like that would actually the traffic would move faster through that scenario. You're right, because someone through. would be guiding it to get <laughs> Yeah. Exactly, dude. 
It's always just like two assholes that are like, I gotta jam myself way up this lane I know that's ending, and then I gotta drive myself. up the shoulder actually, get ahead of all these people, <laughs> right? And then make them let me in. Mm-hmm. Oh, I fucking remember being with my dad when he got a ticket for driving on the shoulder in Seattle, because <laughs> we were like 300 yards from the exit, <laughs> right? And he's and he like, just like, fuck it. Fuck it, let's go. And this cop pulled out almost immediately, dude. And this is like, he's living in like an economy, single broken man's life apartment in SeaTac and working three jobs. And he's driving the oldest car I've ever seen him drive that I can remember. Just like life is as bad as it's yeah. ever been. And all he's trying to do is take me to a fucking movie. Right. And there's trap. we're gonna be late. And it's the movie you want to see. You're I'm sure it was. Screen. I'm sure it was, dude. I'm sure he was just like, can I just get him there so he'll shut up? <laughs> he's talking about fucking dragons. Fair- this, just, is not the just- kid. this is not My kid was supposed to be an athlete. Right? <laughs> yeah, not dude. Shit about yes, exactly. <laughs> to show him how to be a winner. Right, exactly, <laughs> dude. <laughs> And let him know that sometimes you got to make your own calls in life. And then the cops are like, nope, nope, don't get to do that. I was just like, I just remember being like, really, guys? Like, I'm like 12. And I'm like, come on. We're right there. What's going to happen? Yeah. What's going to happen? Oh, boy. My favorite at a good traffic... When I lived over there. Because I graduated from high school in Bellevue and lived in the Seattle area until I was, I think I was 22 when I moved to Romans. But <laughs> my grandma was visiting and I was driving her. It was like Christmas Eve. We were going to the family. Wait, you didn't get to Pullman until you were 22? Uh, I might have been 21. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. But <laughs> we're driving a family, not like Christmas Eve with family that I lived in uh, Renton. Renton. And so I'm in the I'm in the carpool lane and my grandma's like a tiny woman. Yeah. So they can't see her. They can't see her and caught like a cop pulls <coughs> up behind me in the carpool lane. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure somebody like called because people call the call that on that show. Oh, do they really? Yeah, there's like phone numbers, they encourage it. Good, fuck but those people. I'm driving and I go, I'm like, Grandma, you gotta raise your arms up. There's a cop behind me, you gotta raise him up so he can see you. And so she waves, she's like, raises him up, and I'm like, wait, he's still back, you gotta wave. So she's waving in uh-huh. my, like, pickup truck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you gotta reach higher. So she's, like, reaching higher, and then the cop flashes headlights at me, and then, like, moved back. That he saw. Into, yeah, I moved back the truck. <laughs> Dude, that's awesome. That's awesome. I mean... Those HOV lanes, dude, they're the best thing in the world. Yeah, and I'm really bummed about what they did on 405 now, where they took yeah. them out and they made them toll lanes. The two left lanes are toll lanes now, oh, so where you can jam through on... So if you're elite, if you're an elitist... Person. Yeah, if you fucking want to pay X amount per mile, then fucking jam on through in the toll lane... And just like, dude, are you fucking kidding me? How is that a solution? It's a solution because then all the poor people have to be over there. Better better be like that they're using that toll money to 
build a new highway. To, ain't, build, ain't, to build a fucking light rail. Or ain't something. fucking doing none of that shit. You know that, dude. <laughs> ain't doing none of that shit. It's an it's hilarious watching Seattle implode. Like that city. Yeah. Did they ever finish the tunnel? They're working on that still. I think it's stuck. It's such a cool fucking city, but to watch it be ruined by these rich people that just don't fucking get like. Yeah. They're like, hey, remember when Seattle was cool? Let's move there and change everything about what made it cool. Cool. Now it's not cool anymore, but it used to be cool. So we can revel in how it used to be cool. We'll tell people when it's it was. It's not cool anymore, but boy, is it clean. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Word. Dude, that's why I'm stoked to live here. I would I would consider moving to Tacoma before I consider moving to Seattle at this yeah, point. Tacoma or Olympia. Oh, no, I'm not Olympia. You don't want to live in Olympia? Not because I don't like it. Just because I can't handle the specific depressing amount of weather they have. Oh. Like, at least Seattle gets nice. Like, Olympia was much worse every time I've been there. Which, I mean, that could be totally incidental, but, like... Yeah. I've always had good luck with the weather in Seattle. Like, very rarely have I gone to Seattle and it's just been shitty. Like, and that includes the year and a half I lived there. I think it was actually legitimately like shitty, shitty, like twice, <laughs> like way fewer number of times than in Spokane. Yeah. In the amount of snow they got, i.e., zero, <laughs> effectively, like there was enough snow to shut the roads down one day, and that's because people aren't prepared for it. Right. Not because it wouldn't have been manageable. Like, you know, like. Yeah. There's hilly cities everywhere up north, okay? <laughs> Hills are not the reason you can't drive in the snow. Right. Hill, just don't be a dumb tard. <laughs> yeah, dumb tard. Yeah, I just, okay, so I like that ending. Tard. But I don't want to be offensive. And, like, if we can't say retard anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um... What about what do you think about the words? Uh oh, Dan's here, right? As we're about to end the podcast. What do you think about using the word spectrumy to describe people? Spectrumy? Yeah. Like you're on the spectrum of Like, hey, that guy's a little spectrumy. You know what like, I mean? In terms of sexuality or like Asperger's or Asperger's. <laughs> like autism. He like he's on the autism spectrum. Sure. Because it's like dude, just because you're on the autism spectrum doesn't mean you can't crush it. Right. Like look at Jim Jeffries. <laughs> Crushing it. Right. But autistic. Right. And I've heard that about a couple comics recently. And frankly, like, it makes sense in a way, because, like, the the view from the stage is not the same with the performance lights on as with the house lights up. Like, if you were on the stage with the house lights up and you could see all those people's stupid faces, <laughs> it'd probably be a lot more intimidating, right. you know what I mean? Yeah. But because you can only see the first couple rows, like... And you can't really see the people in the back, but you can hear them. Right. When you do well, you're seeing a couple people laugh, not too much, but you're hearing, like, a ton of approval. Right. And when you don't do well... You don't see grimaces on people's faces. Right. For the most part. You know what I mean? The people up front are 
you, you only really see them. Yeah. And that's, <laughs> it, you know, it's a lot easier to go up and fucking bomb a joke than I think people realize. Yeah. It's still spirit crushing in a way, but like, <laughs> once you once you get through the initial like whatever of like okay I want to do this, then bombing is just part of it. Yeah, and it's super annoying, but it's whatever. You bomb and you move on. Yeah, dude. It's like guess what? You didn't lay every person you tried to lay. <laughs> you know what I mean? You bomb and you move on. But you sure as hell tried. But you sure as hell tried, as they say. Wayne Gretzky <laughs> says. You don't, you don't sleep with 100% of the people you don't ask out. Wayne Gretzky said that? Not like that, but I thought he would have had something to do... His with hockey? would have been like a stick and a puck. Or no, 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 no. <laughs> you you don't can't know. hit the five hole every time. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. Just put words in Wayne Gretzky's pants. Um, so today, I smoked for Royal Kush. Oh yeah, we didn't talk about it. We're talking about it right now. It's the best weed there is. To me. <laughs> to me. Um, Sounded like a bad book review. What? It's the best book there is. To me. To me. <laughs> well, I mean, everybody's going to want something different from their experience. Right. Good point. And um, I've been smoking more sativas recently and sativa dominant blends. And I can because you got to get shit done. Uh yeah, and my lady friend likes them. Um, but that's not what I'm smoking weed for. If you know <laughs> what I mean. Yeah. I'm not smoking weed to be productive. <laughs> like, if I wanted to smoke a weed to be productive, I would find a sativa and smoke the shit out of it, and it would totally work. But like, I'd rather just smoke like my one morning bowl and then go about my day right <laughs> then try to be like alright I'm gonna get super amped up on this weed and then go crush it <laughs> like that's not what I want out of weed at all I want it to calm me the fuck down and keep me from being a giant asshole yeah for like four hours until I can <laughs> smoke some more weed without feeling like a dirt bag <laughs> and then I can fucking get back That'll be eight hours of time I bought myself, and then yeah. I can go home and be a giant dirtbag asshole for a couple hours, and then smoke another bowl and go to bed. Um, but I love Royal Kush. It has like a really distinct smell. I'll show you now. I'm not good with the uh, trying to say this smells like that or blah blah blah, but it has a really distinct odor, even among Kush weeds. It's not. It doesn't, it doesn't have, like, a uniform Kush smell. It's got a really distinct smell. Uh, it grows with a slight amount of purpling, generally, as it ages out. And it's a really just intensely gray indica. If I could only ever smoke one weed, that would be that. I think I've said that on the podcast before. <laughs> but only true yeah. aficionados of the podcast will know that. Um, that... Should be noted that it was topped with some keef because why not? <laughs> it was sample day yesterday at the farm. Or Friday. We get samples once a month. Yeah. Or we are, we're allowed to sample a certain amount per month. Right. And if you don't sample it, then 
Yeah. They don't carry over. Right. You, you don't get to lose it. Yeah, you don't get to take more samples later, which would be sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Just saving them up until one day I'm like, I'm gonna take all this weed. <laughs> um, but uh, we got no emails at weed and whiskey spoken at gmail dot com. <laughs> so there are no questions to answer, and no one tweeted at weed and whiskey one. So, no tweets to answer. It's okay. We have notifications that I've yet to react to on Instagram. So, thank you, whoever. Oh. Awesome. Probably about... It's probably Sindel's family. Yeah, that would be fine, dude. That's the only photo that's on. We got a ton of photos. Oh, Um, I got a family photo to post. Yeah, Weed and Whiskey Spokane on Instagram. Thank you. Um, But that hasn't been said... Casey, you got anything that you want to plug? I got, I've got some shows coming up, guys. Whoa! Uh, this Friday, October seventh, I will be hosting the comedy block at the Terrain Art. That's my half birthday showcase, I believe. Cool. That's my Is half birthday. Going? You should put me on. If I show up, you should just give me some time. <laughs> cool. Yeah. <laughs> you and everybody else in town. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who also is right now? Well, right now the set, the lineup. Uh, Harry J. Riley is going to be there. Tom Meisford, uh, Hannah Tilly is going to do a set. It's trying to give representation of the scene, Josh. Like I like beginner it. on up. <laughs> You're disgusting. I am. Well, that attitude's not going to get you on the show. I don't want to be on the show now. Uh, that'll I can't be at the, be on a show with Harry. That'll Jimmy be at the old Riley. <laughs> yeah, that fucking clown shoes hack. <laughs> That's at the the old Cracker Factory. Cracker Barrel uh, Factory. The Cracker Factory. Cracker There's Barrel Factory. There's actually Cracker Ovens. That was the selling point for getting Harry J. Riley on the show. Cracker Ovens. <laughs> It was a cracker factory. <laughs> <clears throat> anyway. Cool, I love a show that's booked on racism. <laughs> <laughs> All lives matter, Casey. Yeah. <laughs> Again, that's Friday, October 7th. It'll be between 8 and 8.45. That's my half birthday! 8 and 8.45. In the Literature Dome, which I believe is going to be outside or on the patio no, or something. I definitely don't want to do this show. Um, that was last I heard. No, I but, want nothing to do. But if you guys don't come, there'll be plenty of hip cats from all over Spokane. That'll hey, that's true. So that's sp- true. Sp- we're gonna spread the comedy word about Spokane. I wouldn't. <laughs> uh, and then October nineteenth, I will be Whoa. hosting LOL Wednesdays again at the Bartlett. Who's on that show? Um, some guy I know. The Folger? That doesn't like jokes about crackers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Folger. Uh, <laughs> Folger, Josh Tiford, Folger Emerson, Josh Tiford, and uh, I believe Mika Laman was in that lineup too. So come out to that. It's cheap. It's like $5, 5 to 7 bucks. It's worth, <laughs> it's worth every penny. <clears throat> you okay? Oh, wow. <laughs> oh. This is Casey's time to talk. And then, <coughs> yeah. 
I don't, I don't make a bunch of noise when the whiskey burns my throat. Because <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't burn your throat. You can't just then, amp up. Okay, sorry. As of today, as of today, I will be at the, I think it's called Panita Theater in Sandpoint. Panita. The Panita Theater in Sandpoint on November 4th. Uh, I'll be emceeing for Phil Kopsinski and Michael Gladsmeyer. Nice. In Sandpoint. Nice. Turns out we're a pretty good fit, the three of us. Yeah. Doing a lot of shit together. A lot yeah. of weird stuff. I bet. <clears throat> and come to get fire yourself every Thursday at 10. For some open mic fun. Oh, and I'll be... Just uh, come to it? <clears throat> is that Nito? They know. They don't know that that there's new people. <laughs> 10 p.m. every Thursday, Nito Burrito. There you go. Fire yourself. I'm going to tag people in this. October. I just remembered I'll be at Ellis Supper Club. I think still that's a thing. <laughs> On October 13th at 8 o'clock with Folger Emerson. And uh, boy, I forgot who the other person is. Is it not? Should I not have said that? No, say it. <laughs> <laughs> You okay? Oh, it's me, Lucas Prom, Folger Emerson, and Brandy Roram. That's who the people are. Three gingers and a guy, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For comedy at first. Ellis Supper Club, you guys. It's a cool space. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful old building. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. The venue is is plush. <laughs> it's plush. It's plush. <clears throat> you got anything going on, Josh? Yeah, a couple things. Cool. Um, what are they? Are you awake? Yeah. October 9th, I will be on Team Human Garbage. Oh. That's consisting of Harry J. Riley, myself, and our captain, my captain. Mike Apton? Steve. Oh, Steve. Even Garbage Johnson. I thought he's. Nope. I thought that was captain, guy named Mike Apton. The, Mike Apton. Don't <laughs> fucking. You know exactly what the reference was. Um, um, that'll be is October. that the original lineup from like No, Friday, I don't think so, but it might be. I really don't know. Here's the I thing. Because I knew you were adamant about um, shitwits. Yeah. I, like, I'm very adamant about the shitwits because it was. One of the the teams that was formed in response to human garbage. Now you're with the enemy. Yeah, um, but the difference is is that I don't think there can be a team human garbage without Steve Johnson as the captain. I don't think right. it can be a team that he's just on. You know what I mean? Okay. I think it has to do with direction, right. like with style, like. He's the captain of the team, yeah. so we are gonna he's follow. The most garbage human. Yeah, he's easily the biggest pile of trash I've ever met. <laughs> he and he admits that. Right. It's not like we're projecting that. Ah. <laughs> if you know him like we do, then you would know we're not making things up to sound cool. Uh, but like, I don't think there could be a team shitwits without me as the captain. Right. I I would take it further to say I think it should be the original team members mm-hmm. but I don't remember who the original team members <laughs> for Team Human Garbage are 
Right. I think Steve might, but I know I don't think I'm one of them. Uh, so this to me is just a gracious opportunity to it's represent honored. his brand. Yeah, it's an honor. Honored. I am. To, I'm, I'm here to represent his brand on the 9th at October. At October. Said <laughs> at October. God <laughs> damn it. 9th of October at Spokane Comedy Club. Uh, they're $10 online if you get them now, but they'll be 15 the day of the show, so... And pre-sale tickets... I don't know what's going I on with those. I believe you can buy it from any comic now. Yeah, I don't have any, so I'm not the guy to talk to about that, but <laughs> I'll get you one. If you need one, just let me know. Here's what we'll do. If you need a ticket and you want to get it from me, I you'll give me $10, and I'll give you an IOU. <laughs> For one ticket <laughs> that will be there in the name you give me so that you can buy one as a gift if that's what you want to do oh yeah a little right. early christmas right you know why don't you treat someone halloween to a, to a pre a pre um sawin you know a little treat <laughs> give, someone, give someone a, a harvest gift right give exactly because <laughs> october 9th that weekend is the weekend we start Harvest at the Farm. Oh, perfect. So it's a perfect Harvest Festival yes. gift. The Let's spread the bounty. And then 10 days after that, I'll be at the Bartlett with... Uh, Folger Emerson. I, I have it written down right there. I'm just doing a bit. Oh. Cheesy Pete's. Yeah, with Folger and Mika. And Casey's the host. That's for Jared Munson's Aloha Wednesdays, which... This is awesome. I'm really stoked. I love doing the Bartlett. Yeah, the Bartlett's great. And they're super supportive. They're just comedy. really great people. And yeah. I love that room. And I'm excited to do... I'm going to be trying to trot out newer stuff. There you go. You know what I mean? Uh, realized I'm not on the cutting edge anymore. And that's fine. Hey. You know what I mean? Nobody is. No, that's not true. That's not true. <laughs> There are people, there are people really tearing it up and burning up the scene right now, which I like. Um, I took a really passive summer. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, the reality I of it... I try to do that. Do you? I like that. The reality of it for me is that my new day-to-day -day job is way the fuck different <laughs> than before. And I just can't afford to do things the way I used to. Right. You know what I mean? It's not this same thing where it's like, yeah, it's a grueling job, but it's the same grueling thing every day until you're used to it and you right. know how to condition for it. It's like, I was just sitting out in the fucking sun all summer. <laughs> you know, like, we, there's no shade. There's no cover. I, I know the... I right. Know yeah. yeah. And I that's, like, the first time I've done that. Because even when I was, like, a summer camp counselor, there were trees. Right. You know what I mean? Like... <laughs> There were places <laughs> to go. Probably a lake to drink. Yeah, <laughs> fuck yeah, there was a lake. There were places to go to cool the old body temperature down. Right. But there's really nowhere to fucking go. Right. <laughs> on that farm, dude. You're just like, oh, well, we've got we to gotta prune 400 plants, so get going. There's three of us. <laughs> Hooray. If we do 100 Hooray. a week, it'll take over a week. <laughs> But we won't because there's not always three of us. <laughs> you know, sometimes we have to do yeah. other shit too. So it's just like, holy fuck. It just is like, 
this whole thing, dude, where it's just, I'm not used to that. Like, I realize that my job now is, like, two things I swore I would never do, which is, like, gardening and sales. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. I was, these are two things I thought I was out of. <laughs> and now that's what I do for a living. I'm a professional gardener. Like, my mom couldn't have fucking paid me to garden when I was younger. <laughs> to go pull weeds or prune plants or any of that shit. But now that's what I do. Ugh. <sighs> I need a vacation. You got anything else, Josh? No. Yeah, you do. No, I don't. I got nothing. No showdown? No. That's only every Tuesday at the observatory. <laughs> Stand-up show now. <sighs> I think we'll get people there. Fuck, there? I don't think so, man. I mean, I think eventually we will, but it just is really bleak right now. And this yeah. last week was extra bleak. Because there was just so much shit going on. I know. But I'm more of the inclination to, like, if we have a half-force group and there's no audience, then, like, what, man? I want to run the four people that showed up to do the show through the meat grinder for the one person that's there to watch it. That, I mean, I get it, but... Right. I, it's... I, you know, it's a selfish thing of me because the people that showed up showed up to do the show. You know what I mean? And I should have let them run themselves through the meat grinder... But at the same time, it's like, dude, what's the point? You know what I mean? Like, what is the point of us doing this for 30 minutes? Mm -hmm. And then they're like, okay, um, okay, that's the briefcase. Thanks, everybody. And it's like, fuck. Well, it got to be a real bummer there at the end. (laughs) That's okay. Yeah, it's fine. That's fine. That's okay. Everything's gonna be alright. Burr, 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 burr. <laughs>